0: Welcome to another episode of Talking WIT, WIT, Kevin and Son, featuring people you should know, our everyday people. This episode is brought to you by RMK Productions and the 10 United Podcast Network. Through our power and our stories, our mission is to uplift you, share your voice, experiences, and perspectives using the framework of teaching, learning, and modeling. Our purpose is very simple. It's hope helping other people every day, that's what we do. Today, I just want you to sit back and relax. We all are so stressed. All are going through something, the holidays are coming, we're preparing for the new year, we're planning for what the years to come and whatever, and we're dealing with what we have to do with every single day. Me being in the business of fitness for over 40 plus years, I often look for salvation and that's where my yoga comes in. When I talk about yoga, I talk about the benefits on how it relieves stress, the benefits on how it basically takes care of um, some of the back pain that I have, the joints that hurt from the years and years of competitive sports. I also talk about the quiet place where yoga takes me. Today, I am joined with one of my personal friends, a yoga master. Today's show is titled, Staying Grounded, The Power of Yoga and the mindfulness of ever-evolving, fast-paced life, featuring my good friend and yoga master, Miss Lisa Warney. Lisa, welcome to Talking with Kevin and Son. How are you doing?
1: I'm doing wonderfully, Kevin. Thank you so much for having me. I feel honored and really excited for the interview.
0: Well, I've been wanting to do this interview for a long time because I've seen a growing trend of men taking yoga um especially professional men that are taking yoga and when i see them going into the class i i see a viral um strong man coming out and when i see them come out i laugh because they're drenching wet but they're smiling they're all giggling and they're well, well received by most females i know that when i first started taking yoga i was one of few men that was in the class and i was intimidated but the tides have changed and Uh, You are one of the best. You've received awards and have been featured in magazines here in Pennsylvania, in the main line. And we'll talk about that. But let let our guests and our people that watch the show get to know you. So if you don't mind, tell us a little bit about Lisa Warney before you became a yoga master on the main line.
1: Thank you, Kevin. Um, I started yoga, actually. I grew up in New England, and I started yoga while I was in college. So in 1988, I'm aging myself a little bit, but it goes back that far. And, um, I just, I, I had, ex, you know, established, um, a yoga practice back then. And at the same time I had been teaching aerobics and fitness and step aerobics, and then fast forward moving to Pennsylvania in 1990 um I continued on the fitness path I kept doing fitness I was actually working at Bally's in King of Prussia um way back in the day teaching aerobics and I kept you know dabbling in a yoga class here and there but I hadn't found anything in Pennsylvania that I was really um connected to there was a studio at the time in in Philly and I was just working in Bluebell, and so it wasn't convenient for me and then happenstance um I was living in valley forge i moved into the neighborhood that i ended up living in for 20 plus years and i met a woman from new england who was opening a yoga studio but she was teaching in my friend's basement so it was very ironic because we grew up a town apart from each other in new england and she said she was going to be opening a yoga studio and doing teacher training but she was teaching out of someone's basement so i started going and we had this wonderful relationship and that's where it all started
0: all right, and um, your mother, um, and so you've had to juggle a busy life. So when I I say fast-paced life, you have uh, evolved and have, have endured um, that life lifestyle. How how has yoga enhanced or changed your life?
1: Yeah, I I began yoga as an experiment um, because I was a little bit disconnected from healing. I was kind of the type A fast pace get the exercise done and then i actually suffered a loss and so through that loss i felt all these pains in my body and i was remembered how peaceful and calm i felt doing yoga and that's what really fueled me to go back to the practice and understanding the body mind connection and also understanding um, how to kind of get centered within myself because i think you know if you go out and look outside of people exercising or in a gym they're listening to music they're distracted they're not centered and yes they get wonderful adrenaline but they don't get any healing and any calm so i think as you were saying with the perfect example of a male doing yoga um men that come to my studio or have been practicing with me i've taught for four different studios they'll come in with their ego and i can't you know i don't want to compete with the woman who's stronger than me and something magical happens, they realize that they feel wonderful and they don't know why, and they feel calm and they don't know why, and then they get incredibly strong. So I think if you can leave your ego outside of the studio, wonderful things happen when you get into that connective kind of mind heart state.
0: Now, which comes first? Um, I I coach my mindfulness coaching. Which comes first in, in yoga, the mind or the body?
1: Well, it's interesting. I mean, the teachings of Buddha is truly the only goal of yoga is to breathe. So it's quieting the mind so that you can attach to your breath. And so mindfulness, you know, it's the tag term and all over now in coaching, um, it's really connecting to getting out of the narrative of kind of the monkey mind, which happens all day long. They say we have 80,000 thoughts per day. And they transfer day to day and most of them are negative so the self-talk is really important so i think mindfulness is is multifaceted so when you're in a yoga class for example if you're doing a pose and you're thinking you'll fall out of the pose so just like anything in life if you are the person that is speaking um but you're already thinking um something in the future or you're going back to something in the past you're not present so when you're present, it's there's no room for thought. You're just in the moment. And I think in our world, there's too much distraction. I mean, between social media and between jobs and children and trying to balance all of that. The beauty of being in a yoga class is at that very moment, you're just breathing and moving. So it's really attaching to your breath and settling your nervous system so that you are mindful about what you're doing.
0: So it, it your yoga class. I, I take it. It's not like my gym when everyone leaves the leaves work, showers, change into yeah. uh, the workout stuff, and they they go out and they sit on a bench and they're returning emails. I'm I taking your class. Does not permit um, electronics in the class in that moment.
1: Right. Yeah. No electronics. Um, I think it's very similar. If you were going to say for a man, it's like golfing when they're out of golfing you know they're not answering men are not answering their phone women are not answering their phone so there's a link between things like golf and you know sports that aren't very uh, social where it's like a one-on-one situation even though golf can be social where you're disconnecting from your life you're dropping the role that you have outside of what you're doing and you know there is gym yoga there's a lot of fitness yoga where you are allowed to bring your phone and it's interactive I try to hold a sacred space. We call it a sanctuary where people are coming in. Yes, they are socializing. I have a whole kind of little nook in the front of my studio and people will stay for half an hour afterwards and just talk and connect. And that's really what I was trying to foster and grow because I think everyone is just so um, disconnected and looking for you know, real human connection and real um, a connection to themselves and really coming back to the basics.
0: Uh, I'm, I'm going to ask a question. I've always wondered. I see the shirts on there. I think I know what it means. You you have something written in in, in your lobby called Namaste. What does that mean? Not now?
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> it means
1: now, Kevin. It means uh, it's, it's basically like OM. It's universal. And it means that we all have the same light. So my light is your light and we bring it out in one another and so we all share the same light so it's kind of the bonding that happens it's what we usually end class with is namaste means the light in me honors the light in you and so there's this divine connection that happens that's very spiritual
0: right i'm not gonna say namaste yet because it's not the (laughs) end end of it um before i i asked you, how do people get in touch with you? This is a, a question. I'm about to speak to about 70 kids in the next uh, couple of days. And um, I've been giving some background on some of the things that kids are going through. And it's a open conversation with a speaker and children having questions about life itself and what they're going through the world. Um, I, I talk to young people all the time and many people are still recovering from our vacation during COVID um how does yoga for both young and old both male and female or however people identify themselves how does yoga um, combat the traumatic stress we had from being locked down for almost a year
1: yeah that's a wonderful question um i have a background and i have a trauma certification that i got very early on out of baltimore so Um, I started working with young children back then, and we would actually go into the schools um, with really young children who are going through trauma and also isolated from their own parents. So that's kind of where it began. And the understanding for me of how the physical body can manifest pain and anxiety and fear. And I do believe that everyone has a level of anxiety and trauma within them. Um, even if you have the most beautiful life, you know, everyone has ups and downs. Life is, you know, ebbs and flows. So I think the pandemic exacerbated the isolation. And for me, I taught online for two years and I felt anxiety because I like one on one connection. So although I was on a screen, um, and actually the first company I ever worked for was video conferencing, believe it or not, I felt this need to be in person so i do believe that you know the dialogue online is wonderful but i think it causes a lot of anxiety to be online all the time and not having touch like when i'm in class i'm touching people i'm assisting them i'm looking them in the eye and i do believe that when you can center yourself whether it's through an app if it speaks to you and you can learn how to meditate And to have the quiet time where you're not having this addictive feeling to be on your phone even though it's technology you're centering yourself and you're grounding yourself Um, so it it does curb anxiety and a lot of um, yoga there's different facets of it so there's like yin yoga which is for healing trauma there's um, vinyasa which is more of a physical practice it's more flow So there are practices that are specific for trauma and for anxiety. And I work with a lot of children. I've worked in a lot of schools um, teaching meditation, teaching mindfulness and then giving them some poses. But the poses are just a tool to get rid of all of that. All right. That makes
0: sense. No, it it makes uh, total sense, especially coming from a man that doesn't have a lot of flexibility that only dreams to be as flexible as you are. Lisa, you're doing so much great work here um in the Pennsylvania area and I know I want to get into in, in the second half of um this interview about some of the things you're doing as far as bringing people on and teaching your mindset and certifying um, people talk about some of the uh, awards and how you've been recognized as being the gifted you are um not only to the, this world but to this industry but people right now are saying how do I get in touch with uh Lisa Warney and how do I find her studio Um, if you don't mind, um, give us, um, how we get in contact with you. If we have questions, if other people want to interview, you, if you want to come to the, um, the, uh, the studio and, and be a practitioner, how do we find you? And what are your hours and whatever you want us to share with us?
1: Okay. Wonderful. Um, I'm right in Paoli, Pennsylvania. My studio is evolve yoga and beyond. Um, I'm very marketed, so I'm on every avenue of social media. I am on Instagram at evolve yoga and beyond. Also, you can find me under my name, Lisa Wernie. So I have a linked account. I'm on Facebook. I'm on LinkedIn. I am on TikTok now because my son has taught me how to do that. (laughs) Um, and so, yes, you can come into the studio at any time. I am open seven days a week. The only day I close is Christmas. So I'm open Thanksgiving. And every day we have a class at 9.30 and 5.30. And then on Wednesdays and Fridays, we have classes at 7.30. We have classes all throughout the weekend. And the first class is always free. Um, And then, you know, when we start dialoguing a little bit more, there's the beyond part. So it's not just a yoga studio. We are a healing studio. We just launched a wellness boutique. So I have practitioners coming in and doing real healing work. Um, and I think that's been a huge draw. There's been a shift in linking the yoga piece with the healing modalities. Um, there's a lot of wellness centers opening up. So we're more of a wellness boutique where I'm hiring really elite healers and that is selling out. So that's always another option. If you don't, um, if you're a little nervous about taking yoga or don't know where to start, it's really nice to get acclimated to the studio and come in and do, for example, a sound bath or. Um, we have intuitive healers and we have Reiki practitioners. So it's not just a yoga studio, which is really was my dream to have people come here and really heal.
0: And to my my listeners, you know, part of the reason why I, I have Lisa on this platform right now is because when I say she's a gift, she's a kind person. She's giving back. And the fact that she is investing her time and energy in to share this practice with young people. is something that our young people need a distraction from their everyday life, their social media. And this is something as a parent, this should be another option. Um, Even though that I'm in the fitness space, this is one of those spaces outside of Pilates that I definitely say that you need to do outside of making your body strong. The mind and the body works um, uh, as one. Um, is there a limit to the practitioner because I get people both um of all dimensions all sizes and mindsets and I know the reason why some men don't try it is because we're afraid of uh, being exposed to the lack of flexibility the other thing is some of us feel that we're too large um, um for yoga and we don't fit we don't fit in and uh, we're just nervous how does a man how do you get a man to overcome? not only our stereotypes, but our our fear, because you women, I will say this, and I'm saying it publicly, you are the superior human being. If we exercise more from the heart, the way women do, humanity will be in a much better place. But my question is, how do you help someone like me um, become in line um, with the mindfulness and the spirituality of yoga and the benefit it is to not only to my mindset, but also to my soul?
1: Yes, I do believe that our studio is about, I would say 60% women, 40% men. And I've had a following, the same following has built for years. So there's a few men I've had for 15 years and they range in age from 30 to 65. And um, they're coming because they're not getting injured and they're coming because they're comfortable with me um, I am associated with, I, I worked at Villanova for a while. Um, I actually worked with a doctor who's on staff at Villanova. So I'm very plugged into the community. And um, sending uh, a man to someone who really knows what they're doing is wonderful because I, I not only know how to kind of ease you into the practice, but I can handle pretty much anything. So, I mean, Marty, I have a client who's been with me. He used to play football for Minnesota. You know, he's extremely—he's um, a—he's a bigger man, but he—he's more flexible than me. And he's so inspiring because he's—he comes three times a week, and he's a regular client. And, you know, my children—I have two boys. They've been practicing since they were in middle school. Um, and I think the misunderstanding for you know for men, it's really. Um, you know, the fear is the it's just the ego. And so if you don't want to do yoga, I also got certified to be a stretch coach in Wayne a couple of years ago, and I've been stretching and assisting people for years. So I have a lot of male clientele who are in really high pressure jobs, a lot of lawyers, a lot of doctors, believe it or not, and they come in for a stretch. So it's a one on one assisted stretch. And what happens is I'll have that client for a while, say once a week, golfers or you know, I've had prof- a professional golfer and they'll say, well, what's this yoga? And <laughs> so then they'll start I'll start showing them yoga poses and they're fascinated. And then they eventually do become yoga clients because I think they realize how tight they are and how much they need to just breathe and get more in touch with their body and not be so hard on the body. I think we we have this desire to look a certain way, but like ask yourself, how are you feeling on the inside? And so I think um emotionally getting in tune but also spiritually finding something that speaks to you Um, it's very hard for people to start meditating if they've never done it or start practicing if they've never done it so a nice avenue is to take a class online learn the poses all of our classes are virtual and then come into the studio or just set up a private private session
0: any pros and cons or Um, the do's and don'ts of why you shouldn't do yoga or who shouldn't do yoga or is yoga for everyone?
1: Yoga is for everyone, Kevin. Um, I've had people, my teacher on Monday morning, Stan, he was my yoga teacher 20 years ago, and he just had double hip replacement. So um, it really is for anybody. Um, It's very accessible as far as um, I'm, I teach very differently, so I can teach to someone who's coming in for the first class and a student for 15 years in the same class because I'm always modifying. And um, my kind of what I'm I'm known for is I don't I've never written down a class. I just teach from here. So you're always going to get a spiritual message, um, not like a sermon, but just something that I energetically feel. And then I sequence things based on who comes in. So, like, if you were to come in and say, Lise, I know I've known you for a very long time. But if you're like, I really want to come to yoga, but, like, my knee's bothering me, my back's bothering me, and you tell me that ahead of time, like, you can come at any, to any class, and I will be able to ease you into the practice. And no two classes are ever the same. So that's kind of what I'm known for. There's a lot of yoga studios that... Um, will do the same sequencing. A lot of the newest you know, fitness studios and fitness yoga, it's a lot of people know what they're gonna get. And there is that kind of person that wants to not only succeed at everything, they wanna succeed at yoga. So for me, it's kind of come in, get a feel for really what yoga is. And it really has nothing to do with getting better at yoga. It's almost funny because I always tell people, I tell people the same thing that I learned do it for 180 classes and then we'll start talking. Because um, I think people want goals just like anything else. Like, how can I get better at this? Well, there's no getting better at yoga. It's just a practice.
0: Well, I'm, I'm gonna take you up on that because I, I'm setting a goal. There's a place in Colorado it has 4,000 steps. Um, I think the elevation is almost 5,000 feet in the air, but they're all steps. And I'm trying to get a group of people to do that with me. And I know one of the things is I've got a lot of injuries, you know, tibula knee surgeries and yes. broke my neck and whatever that I need to overcome. So yoga is going to be part of that. Part of the reasons to my listeners, the reason why I have Lisa Warney here, she is a yoga master, not the reason why I have her, I surround myself with, with people that are the best of the best that are giving back. And she is truly a gift. She has been recognized, and we're going to talk about that if she doesn't mind. Um, I know some of my friends don't like talking about some of their accolades, but they're well-deserved and they need to be shared. You received some very prestigious awards uh, here in Pennsylvania. Uh, I know Mainline uh, Magazine is one of our featured magazines for the best of the best. Um, Do you mind talking about that and share some of that background um, um, that you shared with Uh, the whole world of Pennsylvania? Can we talk about your awards?
1: Absolutely. Um, Thank you. And I'm a very humble person. So normally when um, you're seeking accolades, you actually try to get votes in to be best of mainline. I wasn't really familiar with that because I wasn't living on the mainline at the time. So ironically, um, when I won the best teacher of the main line it was during the pandemic and i didn't i wasn't affiliated with the studio i was teaching online but i had been teaching since 2006. so it was it was really the push to make me realize that you know i want to continue this journey and i want to continue bettering myself and so being recognized when i actually it was such a surprise to me Um, even though I have been teaching for so many years. And then when I opened my studio, I constructed the studio. I took over a dry cleaning space and it was a labor of love and that year. So for 2022 last year, I won best studio and it was the, you know, I had just opened. So it really spoke to the fact that if you build it, they will come. And, um, I'm, I'm very new to social media and, um, marketing that way and people always find me so i've been at many different studios I've, I've actually helped start a couple studios so it's one of those things where people find you i just had a woman walk in yesterday and she said i didn't know where you were and then i actually was taking my daughter to kuman which is next door and i saw the studio and i saw your name and i was like oh my gosh so it's one of those things where if you're good at what you do you don't have to scream it people end up finding you and I my own goal is to retain, to retain a customer, even when they're going through, let's say, you know, if it's a younger client, she's pregnant, like she still needs the meditation. She still needs maybe a sound bath. Um, I have many men that, you know, they're, they're in Florida, they're, they're retired and then they'll come in, you know, they started playing pickleball or they started doing new sports and their bodies are really tight. So they'll come in when they're home or they'll be like, how do I continue? Well, you do it virtually. And so it's relationship, it's all about relationship and I pride myself on that. I'm not the cookie cutter studio where you go in and any teacher can teach what I teach.
0: And that's the next step. I'm glad you say pickleball because it's one of the fastest growing sports and it's also leading in sports injuries because of people are not physically fit, they're not laterally fit, they're not vertically, Fit, and they're not flexible enough in order to be as agile as the sport will demand. And I'm, so I'm glad you said that. So you pickleball people, all right? <laughs> this is the place to go, okay? Find Lisa warning. Um They say copying is the best um, source of flattery. I know we talked about, you know, it is hard to duplicate. I know I came out of retirement because I wanted to go ahead and share my professional experience in this face of um, health and fitness and mindset coaching with young people and hopefully i would say when i retire i was going to leave the space in a better place than um I, I i i met it and so trying to get other people that to be professionals, such as yourself to be that gift that specialness has to be taught by someone that has that gift to pass it on i know that in the first of the year we've talked about you having your own certification Can you tell us a little bit more about your plans going forward to bring other people into your line of mindfulness and this lifestyle of yogi?
1: Yes, of course. Um, I I do believe that I have always assisted other um, teacher training programs, Um, starting when I moved to the last studio I was at, which was in Paley as well. I was working with the people that facilitated the trainings and I had a certain group that I worked with and they so, well, we just want to teach like you teach. So I was like, tear up the papers and just speak to my body. So I've realized that um, a lot of people have been asking me how they can teach my style of teaching. And it's not as much about branding, but it's just sharing a gift that you have and sharing um, you what you've learned, your knowledge over years like you. I'm really passionate about um, having people be able to kind of do what I do because for me, for example, um, I've hired many teachers here and people will say to me, well, we want you. That's great. But if we're going to come three days a week, we want your class. Well, that's wonderful. Like, I really appreciate that. But I have so many teachers that I mentor and work with. And I just actually had um, a teacher I met 25 years ago. He's from Maniunk. And he said, do you want to do a teacher tune-up together? Because You know, he teaches one way and I teach the other way. So it will be a combination of um, the anatomy of the body, which I'm a stickler for form and cueing. And that's what I'm kind of known for. But then also, how do you teach from your heart? And that is just knowledge that, you know, you have to have people really dig deep and like you, you do mindfulness, like find your why, why am I doing this? And how can that translate to teaching someone something as as basic as yoga because it's not that complicated and people are coming not so much for the physical and um, they're coming for what we call in yoga dharma so it's purpose and i found my purpose when i did yoga and so for me it's like a calling so i want to continue that and offer that gift to others to show them how i've become kind of separate than the other practitioners out there and what a gift it is to teach from someplace that's authentic.
0: To my listeners, what what I've just shared with you is an opportunity for some of you that are in transition as far as finding out what I wanna do at the next phase of my life, because your why comes in phases, your purpose comes in phases, and at some point in your life, your why and your purpose lines up. So if you're looking for a place where you can give back in service is is probably the best gift, and that's just what Lisa does. Uh, in teachings, reach out, contact her, ask her about her co- coaching program, and how you can be certified through um, Lisa Warnish Yoga. Um, and then take the next step to your next life, um, Lisa. Mm-hmm. I'm going to tell you, it's been a uh, honor, and I don't want to do this, but I but I am going to do this. Tell me at least five benefits so the men will know. And I'm speaking only to the men. I'm not ignoring the women. As you guys do your research, you do your homework, and you know this conversation, and we look for excuses not to do this. We don't have time. We are not flexible. We're too big. We're too small. We're intimidated by by you women, but we won't admit it. The, the list of excuses will go on, and I own a couple of those myself. Tell me, just off the top of your head, the five benefits or the nine benefits of why anyone not just males young or old should do yoga
1: it will prevent injury in your soft tissue so at some point physical therapy and yoga are very linked they're kind of the same thing so before you get to the point where you have to stop doing what you enjoy which can be climbing those 400 steps do the 4, prevention Thou- four thousand uh, i was thinking of joining you i don't know now kevin but i, will
0: I consider I, it. I, I honestly think each and every last one of your yogis should join us in colorado okay. i'm looking at july of 2024 i think it'll be a, a life-changing experience that all of us do your yoga class you yes. know up until then do the class or whatever and do something that's life-changing and do something not only for the for the soul but do something and experience the environment that where the energy from the earth and the energy from our hearts joins at one. And so everyone meet us at the top.
1: I love that. I love that. I will definitely do that with you. And we should actually link, um, you know, maybe we'll raise some money for something and I'll do it together because that's always inspiring. I'm always looking for ways. We just did something for epilepsy because that's very close to my heart. So maybe you know that's another way to kind of cultivate community and then have an outreach where, we'll actually be doing it for a cause, not only our own cause, but for something else. Um, I love that. And I think, so the five, the five reasons you want to do yoga is to quell anxiety, to protect your soft tissue from getting injured. You know, all the, the Eagles do yoga four or five days a week, the flyers, all the major teams are doing yoga as a preventative. Um, and also how you're going to feel like you feel, um, incredibly calm, incredibly peaceful and connected to yourself Um, and you're going to get strong your body um, actually will get very physically defined doing yoga Um, people don't understand that like I have a man that wears a Fitbit and he'll burn 500 calories in a regular class so think people think it's not cardio but if you're really working the breath and the movement and you know the mindset you can burn a lot of calories so you will get fit and commitment I think you have to make a commitment to yourself like Rather than saying, you know, oh, I'll just wait till, you know, I'm older to do that. Do it now, especially if you're going to start pickleball, which is becoming a youthful sport. Um, I had one of my dear friends, Renee, who's a pickleball master, come in and and do, we did a yoga and pickleball um, kind of fusion. So you can fuse yoga with any sport. You can fuse it with biking and climbing. And it's going to be your protection for yourself, but also your motivation, because clarity comes into your mind with the breath. Um, we do breathwork classes to teach you how to breathe. So when you're gonna do your climbing, you know, you'll learn how to breathe properly so that you're feeling better when you're doing it.
0: All right, so now we know we have a goal and we, we've, we've got a purpose that we're gonna raise money for. I think that with me living with a traumatic brain injury, I think that the, the work that I do with um, the hospitals, the mainline hospitals that have been treating me and the groups I belong in, Maybe I should uh, raise some money so more people will get involved in that. So we'll have two causes. So if you guys are interested of anything that we've talked about, coming to to Lisa's studio, being part of any workshop, any coaching uh, certificate to join her class, or if you're that mindset person that says, I've got to have something that is different from my life, let's climb 4,000 steps in Colorado in, in, in the summer lisa how do we get in touch with you
1: wonderful um walk in anytime you would like or just reach out to me personally um, evolveyogaandbeyond.com you can also reach out lisa werney at yahoo.com and then any social media platform it's evolve yoga and beyond Um, you can dm me um, you can you know just walk in i would love to hear from you i also have up on youtube i found out through mainline I have a class or two on there. If you want to just go on and do a sample class, keep in mind, I was teaching in my girlfriend's closet at the time. So it wasn't in a studio, but it gives you a flavor of how I teach and see if it speaks to you. You know, you're going to get the spirituality, you're going to get the proper alignment. And so that's a nice way to kind of explore at home, a little teaser of what the offering is. And then if you're not interested in yoga, come in for a sound healing. Um, it's proven, especially for brain, um, brain traumas also in my family. So that's why I really took that on. Um, sound healing takes trauma out of your body and your brain because it puts it into theta. So you actually, while you're having a sound healing, all the aches and pains in your body start to dissipate. And it also allows your brain to expand neuro, with neuroplasticity. So it kind of heals all the trauma in your brain. It's wonderful. So I'd also say, you know, try that.
0: Well, Lisa, I'm going to tell you, I got a lot of things going on in my head because I I see things in in the future. You know, Mm -hmm. I see your book. I know you haven't um, did one yet, but you need a book. Mm All right. The other thing is I, I see maybe a podcast, you know. Fortunately for me, or unfortunately, I have uh, RMK Productions and the 10 United Podcast Network, which I bring in other podcasters that don't have a great big platform. And we share the platform that I, I've created in order to get the message out there. You should have your podcast. If nothing else, show up once a week and giving a little bit of information, talk about a little pose or something that will create that neutral space so you can your your mind of the things that we go through. I'm going to ask you one question. All right. I ask this, I normally say 98, 99%. Sometimes I don't ask it at all. It depends on my guest. If you had one ask, ASK, and the reason why I'm asking this, because when I started my podcast, everyone was telling me who's your uh, target market. And I said, basically, I'm not looking for big numbers on social media. I'm looking for people that have a high call to action, the people that follow me that subscribe to rmk production are people that don't drive by next an and then stop and help you are one of those individuals that life rewards action you get involved um in 100 commitment your heart and soul is there if you have one ask and someone that's listening to this podcast would make that one dream or that ask come true it could be anything it could be anything so make your ask ask big I don't want anyone to interpret what I just said differently, because I know everyone's looking for a reason to shut someone down. But listen up, open up your ears. We're learning here. What would that one ask be?
1: The ask would be um, to have everyone, you know, experiment outside of themselves and really help others. So, I mean, for me, being a healer, I've been told that I'm a healer. You know, how can you tune into coming outside of yourself and finding your purpose and helping others? And you do that wonderfully. I think your calling was to, you know, go beyond the scope of fitness and all the things you've done in your life, because I know all your, I've known you for a very long time. So my ask would be selflessly, you know, I want everyone to be healed. You know, so for me, the healing part of it is more important than the actual, um practice like so for the fitness side of things wonderful it's a wonderful thing but it's about connection and it's about when you're healed you heal others so it's my mantra it's like when you're when you're going through tough times what can you gravitate towards so the ask would be how can people really get beyond themselves and connect and use their own tools to heal themselves so they can heal others it's my most important thing
0: lisa i want to thank you 1,000 times uh, over. I thank you for your kindness. I thank you for your passion. I thank you for your gift and your heart. And I hope the people that are listening to the show understand, when we talk about staying grounded, using the power of yoga and the mindfulness of an ever-evolving, fast-pacing life, go see Lisa. Reach out to Lisa, Miss Lisa Warney. Um, You know, I hate to to end end my show with a new show title, but I'm gonna say this. Um, I normally say fade to black before we go go off, but, you know, I'm being motivated by a power that's that's higher than mine right now. But I will tell you, I was always taught from my um, grandfather, it says that when you get to a place in life that you can help someone else, it is your duty to do so. He said, reach one, teach one. And normally with this, I would say fl- uh, fade to black, but I'm going to say, what's that word behind it, Lisa? I'll let you say it. Yeah namaste namaste all right yeah. and with that said um for those of you that are listening please go to rmk productions and network on a youtube channel and share if you like if you want more information go to info at rmk productions at org and we will reach out to you if you'd like to be a guest on here please use the info at rmk productions dot org and reach out. I think I said that right. I don't know. It's one of those heads things that I'm going through today. But anyway, this was a great space for me to be in. It was much needed for me, both my mind and my soul. I hope my listeners, our listeners, enjoyed it, and I hope that um, you know, 15 minutes after this is released, you got a line outside your door. All right. <laughs> I'm I will so talk you later. Thank I'm you.
1: Grateful. Thank you, Kevin.
0: Thank you. So with that, we're out.